sit down and buckle up. It's time for Track Talk with Bryce Sparling and Matt Ridgeway. Lights out and away we go with another fantastic edition of TM5's Track Talk. I am Bryce Sparling. Here with me, as always, Mr. Matt Ridgway. Matt, how was your first, I believe this was your first time ever at the Kansas Motor Speedway, right? It was. It was uh, absolutely miserable, Bryce. Thanks for asking. Really? Dude, uh, like, so, for one, whether this weekend was perfect, uh, didn't rain at all this is the third weekend of 12 that has had no rain okay good percentages there yes Uh, especially for a sport that needs dry i don't even want to know what the actual percentage is but after dover uh a a 84 degree weekend there's not humidity in kansas it was sunny and warm uh, hot, and I'll, I'll take it. Sign me up for that any day. Um, but as far as on track goes, it could not have been much worse for me and my team personally. And we can talk about that when we get into. Um, also, Kansas. I, and I guess this doesn't really count as, well, it counts as Kansas because I was in the state of Kansas. Not at all what I expected. Uh, I expected fields and fields of just nothingness and flat plains um and, yes, and same. there was a like i had a conscious moment driving down the highway from the airport to the racetrack it was like if you took a like just a screenshot of this and asked anybody in georgia is this somewhere in georgia they would not be able to prove to you that it wasn't like really hilly hilly terrain woods on both sides of the highway like i'm just like <laughs> i was blown away i was like I, this is not what i now i will say that it is Kansas City, Kansas, but Kansas City is split across Missouri and Kansas. So, right. I, I mean, I'm, I could have very was easily been in Missouri as well. as I mean, we landed in Missouri. So, we landed in Kansas City, Missouri, and drove across the city to Kansas City, Kansas. So, um, I would have I, never expected that. I, I would have yes, expected, like you would have expected, just, just fields of, yes. of grass and... Yes, and, and tornadoes yeah. in the distance. Yes, everywhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nope. It's uh, it looked like every other state. Couldn't believe it, or just that's, any other state, any old state. I, I, yeah, that that would have blown me away. Well, I I don't know if I've ever told you the story about when I landed in in Colorado. I landed in Denver to do work, and you you come out of the airport. I've never been to Colorado, never been to Denver. I've never seen the Rocky Mountains in in person, and then you come out of the airport, and the airport's facing away in the Rocky Mountains. It's facing in in Colorado's flat. I mean, it's flat as flat can be. So I walk out of the airport, and I'm looking out, and I'm like. Dude, this is kind of ridiculous. Like, I thought you could see the Rocky Mountains from here, whatever. Disappointed and everything. I get in the Uber. I turn the corner for the airport. And as soon as I turn the corner, boom, huge Rockies right in the distance. And I was like, oh, oh, there they are. I was like, that's crazy. But yeah, Colorado, extremely flat. That's exactly how I thought Kansas was going to be, too. That's um, that's crazy. Trees on trees on every side and everything. Uh, we'll get to the Cup Series. Let's go ahead and kick it off with the Truck Series. No Xfinity this weekend, just the Trucks and the Cup Series raced. Grant Infinger stayed ahead of trouble in a race that produced seven cautions 
for a decisive victory in Saturday night's Heart of America 200 in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race at Kansas Speedway. Infinger's eighth career win was his first at Kansas and his first since winning at Lucas Oil Raceway in Indianapolis in the 17th race of 2022. Roger Carruth really had a good run until uh, trying to block Majeski, and the two came together and knocked Raja out of the race. And Haley Deegan also had a really great run. Uh, kind of hung out the dry a couple times by her teammates on uh, a couple of restarts, but had a, had a pretty good finish. Uh, she's averaged 12.8. Her average finish is 12.8 in races that Haley has actually finished this year and has not had to pull her car to the uh, garage or got knocked out or something like that. But, um, you know, Haley Deegan having a having a good season when she when she doesn't have to retire the truck. Truck Series race was entertaining, man. I thought honestly, I thought both Cup Series and Truck Series race were were very entertaining. Uh, there was. 17 to 18 different grooves in the track at any different time you could you could run your vehicle and and be moderately successful wherever you wanted to run it you you could um i think i think a lot of tracks should take what kansas has done with their progressive banking and think about entertaining it man i i don't want to say that that every track needs progressive banking but when you see boring tracks get two races (laughs) atlanta um, maybe you should try to incorporate some of these things that make racing more fun. You see it at, you see it at Phoenix and at Kansas. I don't know if Phoenix has progressive banking, but I, knew, I do know it, 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 the entire track is raceable. Wherever you want to race, it's, it's, it's super wide, and it makes for a lot of grooves. And, and I, I know Kansas has the progressive banking, um, and it's pretty cool. Kansas also has that water hydraulic system underneath their turns in case they want the track to move up or down. They can. And uh, if they want the track to settle down a little bit, they just go over there with a drill and drill into it and, you know, let the pressure out. Uh, that's a pretty interesting mechanic over there in Kansas, but uh, it is what it is. So, yeah, I, w- I wonder if any of these any of these other tracks around NASCAR that are boring, like Atlanta, like the Atlanta races, I, I don't understand why they don't take a page out of what Phoenix and what Kansas do well with the progressive banking and the wide racing lines to make their races more interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's... It's something like Kansas has always produced good racing because of their progressive banking. I want to say it's one of the perfect race tra- Like, you can't build a perfect racetrack. That you can't chasing perfection in this game is what we all. It's impossible to achieve, and that's part of the draw. Um, it's just how close you can get. Well, Kansas, when they designed this track, um, I'm not sure if it's ever been reconfigured or repaved. I don't know how old the speedway is, um, but. But it is it is as close to a perfect racetrack as you can find, in my opinion. I love Kansas. I love running Kansas on high racing for that exact reason. It's one of my favorite races, uh, racetracks. It is probably in my top five racetracks in the United States. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I can't argue that. Yeah, I can't argue that, man. It's a, it's a good racetrack. Um, good racing provides good racing. I'd love to go out there and and see it. It was. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else other than other than it was just great racing this weekend through through both series. I wish the Xfinity cars were there because it was it was I mean the truck series was good, one of the best truck series, and I'd argue it was one of the best Cup races we've had this year too. Um, it was it was really entertaining. But Grant Infinger wins the truck series race over to the Cup series race. It, it was the best. I don't know. It, it was the best race of the season so far in my opinion. It was the best race of the season so far in my opinion. Most enjoyable. And it was the bo- best one and a half mile race that I've seen, man, in years. Um, 
I mean, it, it's been a long time since I've seen a, a, a feel like a mile and a half race has been as entertaining as as that one was in Kansas. But I mean, y'all race 40 races a year. So it's probably, you know, just just because it's been the most recent enjoyable mile and a half race. You know, I've probably forgotten about a, a couple last year, or the year before that, that were just as entertaining. Uh, most lead changes ever in a 400 mile race at a one and a half mile track. Denny Hamlin wins after a hard fought battle between him and Kyle Larson. Hamlin's car seemed to dominate on long runs all weekend. On short runs, he didn't have the speed, but Hamlin's car, man, if the if the green flag laps, I don't know, like between 20 and 30, that's when his car really started coming to his own. And anything past that, Hamlin was good on those long runs. What what determines if a car is good on a long run? Is it just the way it handles when the tires get worn? How does how 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 are some cars better on long runs than they are short runs? Yeah, so I think the uh, the majority of the credit here needs to go to the driver because setups are all, the setup is what gives the car long run speed, but the dr- setups are all tailored to the individual drivers. And the Toyotas as a whole were just lights out fast all weekend. So the speed is in the cars, the setup is for the driver is what produced the long run speed for Denny Hamlin. I think I looked up uh, at one point in the race and I think I saw six Toyotas in the top seven and and I was like okay they've clearly got this figured out right now so that's where we're at Um, and and Denny Hamlin is an absolute master race car driver just one of the elites of the world Uh, and certainly one of the best in the Cup Series right now. They don't always get it right, but on days where they do, he's next to unbeatable. Um, I think the setup, it's it's the, to answer your question, Bryce, the setup uh, is what gives a car long run speed, but the setup is tailored to each individual driver, and I think the majority of the credit here needs to go to the driver of the number 11 car. Yeah, I've always wondered that, like, how much is it set up? How much is the driver? Because I guess uh, you know, I, I guess Hamlin did a little bit better job. I don't know if it was him conserving tire wear. How was the tire wear at Kansas, by the way? I really don't know how that surface is I think is we had on, a second and a half of fall-off, so it was, like, pretty big. Um, that's that's one of the larger fall-offs you've seen this season. Um, and the, like, the wear wasn't bad, but the speed fall-off was. So it's not like tires were falling apart coming oh. back to pit road, but the speed in them was gone. It was, it was perfect. Like, Goodyear absolutely nailed it with that compound. Yeah, you you want the tires to hold together, but you also want speed to get shaved off. Right, right, yeah, speed to get speed to get shaved off on uh, on um, long runs. So yeah, congrats to Denny Hamlin. He gets his first win of the season. Hamlin's win at Kansas was his fourth at the track and the 49th of his Cup Series career. He led 34 of the 267 laps. Larson held on to the finish. He held on to finish second. Uh, pole sitter. William Byron was third and Bubba Wallace was fourth with Ross Chastain punching his ticket in there in fifth. Uh, you know, after after like the race, there. there was some interesting things. <laughs> some interesting things happened after the race, Matt. I saw a man with a bowl cut haircut fighting a guy who was five nine uh, right there on, on pit road. That was a, uh, that was an interesting turn of events. Um, a couple things. I saw that NASCAR is not going to punish either driver. I love that. Love that. It was 
nothing, you know, and, and they, I was going to be furious with NASCAR if they did punish him because NASCAR has used that oh, yeah. clip in so many advertisements since then. I was going to be furious if they did. Um, I kind of feel bad for uh, Gregson because Chastain got the first hit in and the only hit of the fight, yeah. like Noah didn't get a swing in. So I kind of feel bad for him. Um, but if you're going to go up there with the intentions of fighting, hey, get the first swing in because it might be the only swing. I think it's good. I think it's good for NASCAR. I think Noah did something that a lot of drivers have probably wanted to over the past couple of years to Ross. Um, I, I've seen the incident seven or eight times in the track. I don't really, I don't think that incident was one of Chastain's worst, most aggressive, egregious racing incidents on the track. But I think it was one of those things where he's done so many things in the past that that was just kind of the, the final straw for, for Noah. And, and Gregson went up there took exception to it, you know, grabbed him, rah, 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 and then Chastain got a nice right hook in. Um, it, the, the best part about it was they were interviewing Kyle Larson right when it was happening, and then Kyle Larson saw it on the screen and just completely lost track of what he was saying. Uh, it was it was kind of funny because it was a great race, and it was a, a, a great final lap between Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson that got overshadowed between Gregson and Chastain getting into a fight in pit road. Yeah, uh, it was it was entertaining. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. I think part of it stems over from two weeks ago at Talladega between those two. I think Gregson was pretty unhappy with uh, the move that Chastain put on him, fair or not. I thought it was a fair. I thought, honestly, I don't have a problem with either move Chastain made this week or two weeks ago. I know... Chastain has a reputation, and so he's not going to get the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I've been on this podcast before with uh, choice words for Chastain in general. Chastain is a driver, and my thoughts on him. Uh, but I, believe it or not, I'm, I'm kind of have a problem with how he raced at Talladega. I don't have a problem with how he raced this weekend. And I don't have a problem with him punching Gregson in the face after Gregson put his hands on him. He said, "Yeah, hey, if you certain angles of the fight, he tells him to stop twice. Like he gave yep. two warnings. Yep. You can hear it very to clearly. Take his hands off of him. And if you put your hands on me, I'm going to tell you to stop one time. And you're going to get one chance <laughs> to remove yourself from that poor decision. And then I'm going to do the same thing. That so I have no problem, Chastain." He, t- he gave him an extra chance, an extra chance. And then he connected on one of the most awesome punches. It, it was nice. It was. it was nice contact, nice I, form. Yeah, it was, and it was good. Is, I've seen since is the unanimous opinion that NASCAR needs to allow hockey fighting. It needs to be the two individuals involved. And until then it becomes crews don't need to be involved. And NASCAR officials don't need to stand back and let these two figure it out until they go to the ground, and then it can be separated by officials. So, because I I don't I don't know about that. I'm for them having a little bit Gregson, of a tussle. You if know, you watch that video again, like Gregson is going to connect on a counter punch. He's coming back, and it, his yep. arm is intercepted yep. by security. Never gets a chance. Like it never. And then yep. Chastain's laughing the whole time. He's throwing punches and laughing, which is awesome. That's like a hockey fight. You see that all the time. Like, 
you see guys like Pat Maroon in fights and they're just giggling like schoolgirls. Yeah. Patty like, Maroon. He will lay you out yeah. and be laughing about it the whole time. Hey, and Gregson's punch, dude, you oh, can yeah. hear the contact. Like that was a yeah. that was solid contact. That was a good punch out of out of Gregson. But I guess when you're when you're when you're punching up from that trajectory, you know, uh you, you know, uh, uh Chastain had to reach up. I don't know how tall Gregson is, but I, I couldn't I couldn't imagine getting into a fight with a five nine guy and let him make contact <laughs> with me. I mean, I'd be that'd be I'd be pretty embarrassed about. Of course, I wouldn't have been in. in no, nope, I have a I have a hard car. time believing someone's going to get out of their car and come put their hands on you, Bryce. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna. That's probably not gonna happen. <laughs> but it's it's kind of crazy. As much as we've with we've harped on Ross Chastain for his racing over the past on this podcast, I think we're both here defending yeah. Chastain. Like. I, you know, I think I think last week, the uh, the week before Kansas, um, where were y'all, no, Darlington, uh, right? Dover, Dover, Dover. And when he spun out, somebody, uh, the fifty, the fifty car. car. Um, I don't remember who. It, I can't. Was it? A, I can't it, remember his name. I don't remember who it was. But I, you know, I I said that was Chastain being classic Chastain, and he, even Ross took ownership after it. He said, "My mistake, my bad," or not a mistake. He said, "I was just I was over aggressive, over zealous." He said, "I like I forget what what company that that guy raced for," but he said Chastain said, "I owe them a big apology. I'm a big fan of what they're doing over there. I just cost them a lot of money." Um, he went over there and apologized. Even went over I think on Monday when everybody was in the shop. Went over Monday and apologized to everybody in the shop. So um, good on Chastain. He made a mistake. He owned it last week at Dover. Yeah, like you said, at Talladega, I didn't have a problem with it. And I really didn't see anything wrong with the racing he did on, on Noah uh, this weekend at Kansas. But once again, I think it's that thing that just kept sort of piling up and piling up. And I think there might have been people in the garage that kind of amped Gregson up a little bit about, hey, maybe you should go over there and slug Ross Chastain when he doesn't do something that you like. So that might have been, been a little peer pressure from some of the bigger names in the sport. Uh, Noah Gregson did drop Chase Elliott's name on the post-race interview saying that, uh, you know, Chase said he wanted to punch Chastain in the mouth. So I think it's good. I think it's good for NASCAR, man. Um, I, I mean, Matt, the two most viral moments in NASCAR possibly ever have came from Ross Chastain. And I saw this, I saw this question posted on, on Reddit. Can, Ra- or can Ross Chastain be not necessarily a savior for NASCAR, but can it bring it back from some of the depths that it's seen in its viewership over the past couple of years? Uh, not individually, he can't. Um, it. I think we talked with in regards to IndyCar last week, but I think it's the same with NASCAR. I think uh, their, their marketing of themselves is the only thing that is going to bring them back to prominence. And right now they're, they have the wrong approach. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. It is what it is. That's, yeah. that is my opinion. Um, that I, I, my opinion is I could get in there today, run NASCAR and I could do a better job as far as from a marketing perspective. Now from a competition perspective, there's, yeah. that's an entirely different ball game. There's people way smarter than me, but, but as far as understanding what I think a target target audience wants, that I am a demographic of that NASCAR is searching for. I think I have it better figured out. I think I have a better tab on what I want than they do. Um, and I don't speak for every 18 to 40 year old male, but I am right smack dab in the middle of that. So, 
So I'm I'm on the closer yeah. end of forty of, yeah. of that spectrum. So we got two well, different perspectives. Well, let's you, me, and we'll grab some high school kid and see what see where like what on TikTok NASCAR could do better. Uh, that's that's it right there. That's it. Yeah, you're you're right, man. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, one one thing that I was thinking about as I was watching, uh, as I was watching the race, it it seemed like everybody wanted to lead a lap, and I haven't seen that from a NASCAR race in a long time. It it really looked like every single lap, whoever was first, second, third, was racing hard to get that lead, and I, I don't I haven't seen that in NASCAR race in a really really long time. And Matt, this got me thinking. I don't understand the points system well enough now to know what the hell you get points for and what the hell you don't get points for. Um, Yeah, yeah, that is true. So what if, and these can be regular season points or these can be playoff points. I I don't know where we want to put this, but what if we assigned a point value to every lap led? It doesn't have to be a lot. Just say you lead one lap, you get a quarter of a point or an eighth of a point. That way, that way if a car leads the most laps but somehow it gets turned around or blows up his engine or something like that he still gets accredited for the great job he did during the race but he won't get the points awarded to the winner of the race which will be more what if we added some like 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 0.25 points for a lap led or, or an eighth of a point or something like that what if we had a point system that every lap you lead you get a, a very a very small fraction of a point, but you still get something that might add up towards the end of the season. That's all well and good, but you reset the points when the, the playoffs start anyway. So like, who cares? I mean, yeah. who, ca- who yeah. cares about yeah. Like we led 135 laps at Martinsville. We didn't, I don't wait. I mean, we got stage points for winning stage one, but like, because we didn't win the race. Yeah. And so, like, who cares if we, what fractions of points? Like, we're in a, like, just from my perspective, our perspective as the 41 team, I don't know where we're at in points. It's not comparable. And we still go out and win a new playoffs. And, like, do we deserve to be in the playoffs? No, but we could still steal the spot. Um, so, I, I mean, who, who cares what the points are? Like, I, if you have a great idea, that's that's awesome. If you want to do it, go for it. But does it matter? Does it change anything? No, because the point system we have doesn't make any sense anyway. So, right now y'all are twenty eight. Thanks, points. I needed that. You're ahead of well, Chase okay, Elliott so though. He's missed how many races? Well, it doesn't matter. You're ahead of Chase Elliott. Though. Doesn't matter, I mean, but I mean, with this, with the point system in the playoffs, they have now yep. one win and that's it. Like one win, and you're now. What happens if eleven cars have wins? Then do they go off well, of 16. points? Then oh, so what if? Well, you're you're, you, we've not had seventeen race, winners. But, I think last year there was fifteen. Yeah, yeah, it was very close because Blaney yes. almost got knocked out. So of the playoff, playoffs. yeah, that's it. That was Blaney. <laughs> Blaney was the sixteenth driver last year that made it in. Yeah. That would have been that would have been great. That would have been great if Blaney, had, who had a great season last he, year, got I, knocked yes, out of the playoffs I mean, because how many he didn't second have place finishes. Did he have last year? Like, yeah, six million. Dude, I felt bad for that guy. Like, he still hasn't won this year either. Like, I, I it's it's crazy. It's uh, it's nuts. But yeah, I just 
you know, I, you and I both are on the same page. It, we'd completely get rid of the, of the, the, I'd get rid of the stage racing. I'd get rid of the competition cautions. I'd go back to how NASCAR was yeah. in the nineties. I, I think that was, I think that was perfect. You had a point standings. It, it's the only, it's the only racing series that I can think of right now that has a playoff system like that. I understand why they did it. I don't agree with it. I don't like it. I don't think it makes for good racing over the entirety of the season. I would get rid of uh, I would get rid of competition cautions. I would get rid of stage racing. I would get rid of the playoffs, um, and I would, you know, I would tweak the point system a little bit more, and I would make the point system make more sense. I, I would even go as far as to take a page out of F1's book and say only the top twenty cars get points. If you're below the top twenty, you don't get points. You don't that way. You don't have ten cars out there that are running thirty fifth to forty fifth or whatever that are going 15 miles an hour slower than everybody just around there making making traffic for people and making uh making laps um so yeah i i think i think we could tweak the point system a bit but it would it, it, it would have it would the playoffs would have to get you know chucked out They'd yeah uh, so here is um <clears throat> let's see you pull up the nascar point standings right now all right, all right, and got I, there. So I, I hear your point that we should follow the old style and love the internet age. And there is a Twitter account that I will name drop for anybody that wants it called NASCAR Winston Cup Series Standings. It, it's at NWCS oh. underscore standings. And every week they update it with the updated Winston Cup formula of standings so right now ross chastain standings yeah where is he in the actual standings uh chastain right okay. now is is first oh well uh, if we're going to projected playoff standings that will change i was going just straight off a point so but but chastain right now in projected playoff standings is one so uh so let's let's exclude uh playoff standing let's go back um, actual standings. So, so what is your what's standings? your top ten? What do you see in who's top ten in points in the NASCAR? Uh, top ten in points right now in the NASCAR Cup Series is Chastain, Bell, Hamlin, Truex Jr., Harvick, Reddick, Blaney, Larson, Byron, and Keselowski. Okay. okay, so you didn't say that is in the. Uh, in the Winston Cup standings. So I have one Ross Chastain, two Christopher Bell, three Martin Truex Jr., four Ryan Blaney, five Tyler Reddick, six Kevin Harvick, seven Kyle Busch, eight Denny Hamlin, nine Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and 10 Brett Brad Keselowski. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. All right, so yeah, KB and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. are in the Winston Cup standings, but yeah. are not in the NASCAR so official for everybody top 10 standings. That uh, the Winston Cup is the greatest thing ever, but also loves Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson is 11th in the Winston Cup standings, 182 points out of front. A great summer to have a chance at the Winston Cup this year. I, mean, I like it. I like it. I, I like I, I, I like this Winston. You know what? That's, we're not going to go <laughs> off the official NASCAR standings anymore. We're going to go off this okay. Winston Cup standings. Yes. Because I like it, man. I like it. They yeah, do this for uh, every series. I think they have... 
Oh no, they see you can scroll down and see their 2023 Bush standings. Uh, tweeted on April 29th, John Hunter Nemechek is your Bush points leader. Um, yeah, I so they this. tweet every Sunday night after the race, after they calculate it, and whatever formula they have, I, I'm sure they have an explanation somewhere. I don't care what it is. Uh, I just want to know what the real points are. So I follow this page, and this is where I get my... Interesting enough, I'm also 28th. My car's 28th in points in this series, too. That's what I was, I was just checking. Mm. <laughs> Not yeah, so 28 in 28. <laughs> you got any final thoughts about the uh, the NASCAR race at uh, Kansas? Uh, no, I'm glad it's over. Yeah, where do you, uh, y'all go to yes. Darlington yep. this week? Right? How many how many weeks away are y'all from One. the All Star? It's next weekend. One. Okay, so that's that's yeah. not that's next weekend. Did you have you seen the scoring tree in the middle of North Wilkesboro? No, have you I seen have what they did to it? What they do? Oh. So they tore down the yep. old scoring tree, obviously, put up a new one, completely digital, yep. LED, all LED. They they have fashioned it to make it look like the old scoring board at North <laughs> Wilkesboro. Like it it looks weathered. It looks old. It looks like it's been up there and for 70 years, but it looks, it, but yeah, it's bright, but it, well, no, no, it's not. It's, it's like, it, it's dim and what, it's it looks so good, man. I'll, if I can find it on. Yeah, it's digital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's digital. It's it's dimmed. It's if I can find it again on Twitter, I'll shoot I'll it over it to you. Days, but so. um, it looks good. It it looks good, dude. It, I I can't tell you how excited <clears throat> I am that y'all are going back to North Wilkesboro. I don't know how the racing is gonna be. I don't know how everything's gonna work out. Might be a complete you know what show up there. But the fact that NASCAR is going back to the track that I saw my first ever NASCAR race at as a little like four year old kid, like it, I. It, it's nostalgia overload for me it's it's so neat it's so cool um so i'm i'm super pumped about that dude i'm i'm super excited for that uh no no indycar this past weekend i believe indycar is racing this weekend i think they're in indianapolis for the road course race um i will watch that and then after we get after we get done uh with the road course race it's just straight indy it's it's indy practice it's indy qualifying for two and a half three weeks i'm pumped for it the end of this month matt and i have already talked about it it's christmas in may for all of us uh motorsports fans monaco indy and the coca-cola 600 all on one day may 28th so we're all looking forward to that and the day after is memorial day so sleep in i i i, I literally when the calendar turns over to january i circle the date that all this falls onto it and i, I circle it and mark it off my calendar and everything F1 was in Miami this past weekend. Uh, the Red Bulls are going to run away with the Constructor Championship. Max Verstappen, the only person that can stop Max is uh, Sergio, maybe. Um, but yeah, yeah, Max. But I mean, like it. it Max started in um, 12th, I think, and or maybe 10th. I don't remember where Max started. He started back in the pack and just blew past everybody. Won the race. The the Miami GP, though, I will give him credit. The racing this year was a thousand times better than last year's Miami GP. That was nice to see because the racing last year was horrendous and they signed like a 10 year contract. And I'm like, dude, what are we doing? Like, we don't need another one of these follow the leader tracks in F1. But the racing this week was phenomenal. Great racing. Um, a lot of non DRS assisted corner passing, which doesn't happen a lot in F1 anymore. Um, though there were still a ton of DRS passing. 
but I saw a lot of corners uh, where DRS wasn't involved in the past. It was just good racing moves. So that's that's really promising for the future of F1. They have a they have a bye week or bye week. They have an off week this week, um, and then I forget where they're at next week. Um, I don't remember the F1 schedule off the top of my head. They are. Oh, they're in Italy. They go to the Italia del Emilia Romagna. Nailed it. GP. So they <laughs> they are at the Autodromo, the Enzo Danilo Ferrari uh, next week. So they're in Imola. That should be great. Uh, Imola's provided amazing racing uh, every single time they've they've gone every single time F1's gone back there uh, after it added after it was added back to the calendar. Uh, Matt, how uh, how are we looking for Darlington this week? How is uh, how are the Fords and how is uh, Ryan Priest looking to fare this week at Darlington? Is, is the track uh, set up for y'all? It's more of a driver's track, so it's yes uh, because we have a really good race car driver. Um, it's an unfortunately it's another mile and a half track, and I think the the performance of the Fords as a whole kind of speaks for itself. So I don't really have to comment on it. I can just tell you, look how many Fords finished in the top 10 at the last mile and a half track we went to. The answer is one. Yeah. Wasn't great. um, Probably going to be another time. I have no aspirations of winning this thing this weekend. um, Unless, you know, a strategy call ever and you have the crew chief, which I think we both have, there's always a chance. But it's not until we went into it expecting, I don't know, I think it would surprise everybody if we go out there and practice at the top of the board. Like, it would, so. Um, gonna be another tough day, maybe our first top 10 of the year. I think that's possible, um, but that would be of Sunday is a top finish. All right, all right. Well, there you go. What uh, you know what? I should have looked up the schedule. I'm over here looking at trading paint stuff. Not uh, <laughs> not what I'm supposed to be doing. That's a uh, that's, that's my that's my fault. That's my bad. Uh, the schedule for this weekend at oh no NASCAR stop with the pop ups. Jeez. I just want the schedule. There we go. That's right there. Click on that. There we go. That's why do you make this NASCAR on TV? There we go. That's nope. That's not what I want. Why does why does NASCAR make this? They make this so complicated. Weekend schedule. There we go. It's hidden behind sixteen different drop down menus. Uh, so everything kicks off on Friday. We got practice for the Craftsman Truck Series on FS1 at three oh five. Then qualifying at three thirty five. Practice for the Xfinity cars at 5.05 and qualifying at 5.35. All four of those on FS1. And then at night on Friday, nice little nightcap. Trucks under the lights. It's always nice to see. That's 7.30 p.m. The Buckle Up South Carolina 200 on FS1. We flip the calendar over to Saturday. Uh, first thing we have on TV is practice for NASCAR in the Cup Series FS2. And then qualifying at 11.20 on FS1. And then on Fox at 1.30 on Saturday is the Shriners Children's 200. And then on Sunday, we flip it over to the big boys at 3 p.m. is the Goodyear 400 on FS1. I'm kind of surprised that race is not on Fox. Your guess is as good as mine. I don't know. 
what? It's Mother's Day weekend. What would be on Fox? Your guess is as good as mine, Bryce. You tell me. I, if it's a U, if it's a USFL football game, <laughs> I might blow something up. Um, that's weird, man. Mother's Day weekend. The USFL. I can understand if it's the XFL because that's actually decent football. But the USFL is oh, that's where horrible. USFL NASCAR XFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would watch the XFL over NASCAR just because I have a couple buddies that play in it. But it's good football. The USFL is horrendous football. It's awful. Um, but I'm really, I'm really surprised that that NASCAR is not on Fox, especially for Mother's Day weekend. Like that's that's usually a pretty Mother's Day weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Like NASCAR is a couple weekends that are pretty big. That's um, that's quite surprising, quite shocking. Uh, but that is your NASCAR weekend schedule, Matt. You got anything else uh, to add? No, man? I'm good. Let's go play some iRacing. Let's do it. Let's hop on iRacing. Let's get a little uh, nostalgia racing going for Matt Ridgway. I'm Bryce Barling. We will see y'all next week. Same time, same place.